welcome to Words of the Prophets podcast. My name is Todd. I'm here with my daughter, Aaliyah, and my friend, Rivka. And this is a podcast where we talk about the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, Aaliyah, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great, thanks. you have any good music recommendations for us today? Well, I don't necessarily have any recommendations, but my brother and I are working on arranging some songs for a... Uh, jazz combo that he's in and um, we're doing a lot of <laughs> video game music. Um, <laughs> we're doing a song from Persona 5 called Life Will Change and we're doing an Undertale medley which has a lot of Undertale songs because Undertale has an amazing soundtrack and um, we're also doing Stall from Minecraft <laughs> one of the Minecraft CDs cool. uh, so those, those are all very good songs that I'd recommend listening to Awesome, I love it so uh, you guys are arranging those songs. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Well, I look forward to hearing them. That's going to be awesome. Um, Rivka, how are you doing? I am doing wonderfully. Thank you. Awesome. I'm glad to have you today. And we also have a special guest, Allison, who is married to our special guest from the last episode, John. So welcome to the podcast, Allison. Thank you. How are you today? I'm good. Well, Allison, I know you to be a saint in every sense of that word. Well, maybe not the Catholic sense, but every other sense. <laughs> but is it also true that you are a Dr. Mario Savant? Oh, man. My skills have deteriorated in recent years. So, <laughs> so maybe I used to be. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's something I should be working on this year. <laughs> get, get back to where yeah. I used to be on that. Well, your skills are your skills are still um, up to snuff, as far as I can tell. Because every time <laughs> we play, you utterly destroy me, even if you're on a much higher level. So, yeah, it, it's always bad to compare present self to past self. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> sometimes, I guess, sometimes that's good in other ways. <laughs> right. Well, in in, in Doctor Mario's skill set terms, you know, it's not that important in the eternal scheme of things. So I wouldn't get worked <laughs> up about it. Um, and I'm not just saying that because you beat me every time. So, you <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast today. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about this talk, Eyes to See by Michelle Craig, a first counselor in the Young Women General Presidency. So let's start today with Aaliyah. Aaliyah, what were your general impressions of this talk as you read through it the second time? Yeah, so the biggest thing that stuck out to me was um, near the beginning, she says, perhaps the most important things for us to see clearly are who God is and who we really are, sons and daughters of heavenly parents with a divine nature and eternal destiny. And um, I'm in a eternal families class uh, right now at BYU, and this is something that we talk about a lot. Um, and I think it's just really important for us to to like really understand this that we're we're we have divine nature and destiny um because it helps us it encourages us to improve and it gives us hope that we can improve and it helps us understand that worldly temptations aren't necessarily in our nature and um one thought that came to mind when i read this or like kind of thought about this um is the movie moana when she uh, you could probably call this a climax or the maybe the crisis of the movie. 
Um, she's on her boat by herself in the ocean and she's very sad. Um, and her grandma comes in spirit form and is, you know, trying to encourage her. And Moana sings this song and it's, it's a, I am is, is a lot of the stuff that she says. And it's for her, the, those, um, ways that she's identifying herself and defining herself is what helps encourage her. So um, I'm just going to read some of the lyrics and just notice that how like determined and strong and how grounding that this information is for her. So she says, I'm a girl who loves my island and the girl who loves the sea. I'm a daughter of the village chief. We are descended from voyagers. I've delivered us to where we are. I have journeyed farther. I am everything I've learned and more. And then she says that the call isn't out there at all. It's inside me. So this line, I mean, there's ways that it could be interpreted in the movie. But for me, this is kind of a reminder that um, this call to live the gospel comes from inside ourselves because we are eternal beings and ultimately our, our natural divine desire is to live the gospel and to fulfill the destiny and, and nature that is set before us. And so when we recognize that the call is inside us and that we can follow it um, and, and that we define ourselves as, as children of God who have the potential to become much more than we are now, I think to me that's a really grounding, um, encouraging idea. Okay, so thanks for sharing that with us, Aaliyah. That was pretty awesome. Allison, uh, did you have any thoughts when you're reading this about seeing ourselves as the Lord sees us? I I love that thought. I love the thought of seeing ourselves as the Lord sees us and, and then also being able to see um, other people, those around us, as the Lord sees them as well. Um, and... And this is something, this is actually something I feel really strongly about is just seeing people um, for who they are, including their weaknesses, but in, but really being able to see their strengths and, and see who they can become. And um, one of the things that we're doing recently and currently is, um, is fostering. And it can be really hard to see like, the, the situations that happen day by day and to say, um, oh yeah, I can see how this, how these other people are, are children of God and I can see their divinity. Um, but it's the same for each of us, right? There are days where it's hard to see my divinity because I am, because I'm struggling, you know, the days where, where parenting is hard and I'm angry or, or the days where I'm tired or I'm sick and things aren't going as I want them to. And it's so easy to see the exceptions for ourselves and to generalize those for other people. But I think it's so important to see people as they are and to see where they come from and, and maybe hopefully what they can become. And so I just love the thought of, of how Jesus Christ sees people deeply and how um, Sister Craig says he sees individuals, their needs, and who they can become. Where others saw fishermen, sinners, Republicans, Jesus saw disciples. And, and how he just looks deeper into our lives and our hearts and can help us become more like him. That's awesome. Thanks, Allison. So, 
seeing a couple things I got from what you just said um, is seeing sort of people's potential. So seeing their, their weaknesses, but seeing past that to what they can be. Um, and then also not seeing their other identities as their main identity. You know, that last part you talked about fishers and so forth, but um, you know, seeing their main identity and our main identity as, as sons and daughters of God. Is that, is that right, Allison? Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Well, so Ripka, um, can you share a part from this talk that really stuck out to you or that really spoke to you? There, after she shares the story about um, receiving the inspiration to stop looking at her phone when she's waiting in line, and then she does that and ends up being able to visit with an, an elderly gentleman, finding out it was his birthday and getting to wish him a happy birthday. And she shares that story. And then she says, with all of my heart, I do not want to be like the priest or the Levite on the road to Jericho, one who looks and passes by, but too often I think I am. And as I read that, this was kind of a stab in the heart for me a little because I thought sometimes I'm not even looking. Like, I guess at least the priest and the Levite saw the guy. But I know sometimes I'm, I get so wrapped up in my days and my concerns and, you know, my errands and my schedule that I, I'm not even looking around. And so as I'm sitting here thinking about uh, what Allison was saying about seeing others as God sees them and as the Savior sees them, I think the first thing we have to do is, is just see them at all, you know, <laughs> get out of ourselves enough to realize that that there are people around us um, who are individuals and not just a mass of others. So that was something that really stuck out to me this time. Yeah. I love that Rivka. And the fact that she compared it to sort of the, um, <clears throat> you know, pass the priest passing by on the way to Jericho and, and thinking about the good Samaritan and it's, it's pretty easy for me to think like, Oh, if I found someone, half dead on the side of the road, of course I'd stop to help them. Like, why wouldn't I? But then to look around and see those people who maybe aren't so obviously in need and maybe that's what she's talking about here is just seeing more deeply that we can find those people who maybe are in need that we aren't recognizing. You know, it's pretty obvious if you're like unconscious bleeding on the side of the road, right? That's right. that's not hard to say like, oh, no. they're in need. No, but so um, many wounds that people have are are not physical. They're wounds yeah. of the heart and wounds of the soul. And that takes some real, that takes real spiritual gift to be able to see and, and help. Yeah. Yeah. And that is definitely something I could do better at. And I, so I appreciated that part of the talk. Um, Aaliyah, can you share another part of the talk that stood out to you? Yes. Um, so one of the things that I liked is after she told these stories of, you know, people, reaching out to those around them and helping them. Uh, she says um, that one of the people she talked about said that her reason for doing those things um, was because she loved the Savior and his gospel. And I think that um, in general, a lot of what the gospel teaches and encourages is um, Christ-like love towards our neighbors. And this this whole kind of thing of seeing people and helping people and loving them the way that Christ does. 
Um, and so it's interesting that um, it's not the motive isn't to, you know, be seen as as a kind person or even necessarily just because you want to help the person, although that's obviously a reason. Um, it's also because you love the Savior. And, um, you know, there's that scripture that if you're in the service of your fellow being, you're also in the service of your God. And I think um, that applies here as well, because when we look around and help others, we are also helping Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Aaliyah. Um, <clears throat> I, I enjoyed that part as well. And, it, you know, we're not, she talks about why did you do it? Is it, is it for the outcome? That's sort of where I struggle. And that spoke to me as I'm really sort of outcome-based or goal-based. And so to think of my motivation there um, is really, that was humbling for me to, uh, to think about and learn. So Allison, um, I'm a very linear sort of concrete thinker, uh, which brings us back to Dr. Mario and why I always lose. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I hear this a lot of people saying they want to be seen or, or, and I struggle with this idea of what, what does that actually mean? So what does that mean to you to be seen? Okay. Well, I'm an expert and no, <laughs> I'm not an expert in this at all, but, um, but I'm, I'm actually going to, to give you a couple of quotes from her talk. Um, at the beginning of her talk, Sister Craig said that, um, that we should wait and trust in God and in his timing because you can trust his heart with all of yours. And at the end, she said, as we become true followers of Jesus Christ, others will be able to trust our hearts with theirs. And I think, I think that when, when people say, I want to be seen, I want to be noticed, I want, um, I want to be able to trust someone with this. I think what they're actually saying is, I want someone to know that I exist in a way that they will know that things are hard without me having to tell me something, which, right. Like I want, I want to be seen in that. I want, I want you to be able to read my mind and, and know what, and know what I want without me saying anything. Um, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> it's a tricky, I want to be seen. Therefore I don't need to tell you anything because you already know. But, um, but I think that that's one of the ways that, um, that God works through us. Um, so Sister Craig had this inspiration that she should stop looking at her phone and lines. And, um, and I think that our bishop in our ward this year, he seems to be making phone calls for people's birthdays. Oh and gosh. I know, right? <laughs> and, um, and on my birthday, I actually, um, I got a bunch of Facebook messages, but I don't actually look at Facebook all that much. So it was nice, but it wasn't, you know, like that thoughtful. It's like, well, Facebook said I should wish you happy birthday. So I did. Um, and it was a hard day. It was, you know, everything was fine, but because it was my birthday, I wanted it to be more than fine. Um, but the only good thing that was extra for my birthday was that my friend and my bishop called me on the phone. Usually my parents do. 
and they didn't either. <laughs> and so, so I think that it's things like that, right? It's things like someone called and wished me happy birthday and chatted with me for a few minutes. And that made me feel seen. That made me feel loved, even though he didn't know, right? So, so I don't know if that was your inspiration, Todd, was just for my birthday early in the year. So now you're excused for the rest of the year. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I think sometimes when we want to be seen, we want to be able to have a friend call or have a friend show up at the right time. And for us to be able to say, oh, this made me feel so loved. I'm so glad that this happened because now I feel I feel safe and I feel noticed. I know that that I have friends. I know that Heavenly Father knows what's going on in my life and, um, and that things will be okay, even if things aren't different. So that's my, that's my expert opinion on what it means when people say, I want to feel seen. Okay. Thank you. In case <clears throat> you, the pieces weren't put together there, I, I am Allison's bishop. So, um, and I, that, it reminds me of what we our our last talk that we talked about, where we talked about all the little things in the gospel, and we were focusing on thoughts. But sometimes it's hard to understand, for me at least, what those that those little tiny things can make a difference over time. Um, and I, you know, to be honest, I did, I got a little emotional as you were telling that story, Allison. I I wasn't totally sure how um, meaningful that phone call was or wasn't. So thanks for sharing that. And I will also say that I probably know my wife better than I know anyone else in the world. And I still can't read her mind. So I have a long way to go on this. <laughs> and I have a lot of work to do. Um, Aaliyah, you had something to add, I think. Yeah. So I think another uh, small part of this being seen thing is talking with people about things that they're interested in. Um, and things that they really enjoy. So, for example, I had a friend um, who a couple days ago when the Perseverance rover was landing on Mars, the morning of, she was like super excited. And I, and uh, she mentioned it and I said, tell me more about it. And so we had this long conversation about this thing that she's been invested in for years. Like she said that, so she's like a space physics person. And I think they started working on this particular program or project almost like five or six years ago and she's been following it this whole time so she was really into this um this event that was happening that day and so even after we finished talking for the rest of the day we kept texting about it and even though I knew like nothing <laughs> about it um I still um was kind of keeping up with her and with the the live stream a little bit as things were happening and she was in the library when it like finally landed and she texted me from the library. She was like, Oh my gosh, I'm crying right now. I'm so happy. And um, I think that was a really good just bonding moment where we both uh, were seen by each other and I was able to see her in a, in a different way, I guess that I hadn't before. That is a really awesome story, Aaliyah. And what a powerful example of something like to me that was a blip on my radar like oh the, the mars rover landed that's cool but to to her it was important and and i know it's wasn't a big thing to you but for you to go out of your way to be interested in it for her that that's really amazing and what an awesome example 
Uh, Rivka, did you have other thoughts about this, uh, just about the part about being seen and what that means? Um, I was thinking about an experience I had several years ago where I was just driving home from the grocery store and driving past uh, the neighborhood, not even the house of a friend, but the, the entrance to the neighborhood that she lived in. And immediately the spirit said, you need to call her and ask if she needs anything. And so I thought, well, I can go back to the grocery store, I guess, if I need to, <laughs> you know, but I called, I just called her up and I said, Hey, I, how are things going? You know, I just, I just had a prompting that I needed to call and, and see what you needed. And she just shared with me that she was home with two little boys who were very sick and was feeling frustrated and alone and, you know, so I said, you know, can I get anything from the store? Can I do anything like that? And she said, no, I really just appreciate this call because um, she's like, I, I think I needed to know that Heavenly Father hadn't forgotten about me. And I thought that was such an interesting thing. And, you know, I just told her that I loved her too and, and went home and on my way. It wasn't even really anything that I needed to do, except she needed that reminder from Heavenly Father that came through me. And in this talk, Sister Craig um, says, as with all gifts, the father so willingly offers seeing deeply requires us to ask him and then to act, ask to see others as he does as his true sons and daughters with infinite and divine potential, then act by loving, serving and affirming their worth and potential as prompted. And I was grateful. She added that at the end of that sentence as prompted, because that is what that experience and many others that I've had have been the spirit will help and prompt so that you can be his hands. He gives you the gift of seeing, but it's all so that his, his work can be done and his love can be shared. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that Rivka. I think those promptings are so important and um, it requires sort of keeping our minds clear and, and open to the spirit to receive them. So Aaliyah, did you have any other specific quotes from this talk that really stood out to you? Um, near the end, she mentions this kind of cycle um, of asking the Father for what we should do and what he requires of us and asking um, to see others as he does and then acting on those things and then asking again and then acting. And she says, as this becomes the pattern of our lives, we will find ourselves becoming true followers of Jesus Christ. So I just liked that um, she gave us kind of a more specific uh, direction on how to go about doing this. Yeah, that and that built off what Rivka just said. It was the second part of the same same paragraph there. Mm -hmm. So I love it. Um, Allison, did you have any other parts of the talk that really spoke to you? Um, I, I kind of think the whole talk did. Um. So I, at the beginning, she opens with Elisha and his servant who the servant sees, um, sees the armies ready to, to attack them. And he's like, Oh, Elisha, come see, like, this is a big problem. And, and I, as I was rereading this, um, today, I was thinking of how different that is in, in my life, right? I see I see the things coming, ready to attack. And I think, oh no, this is a big, big problem. And um, and then I get a blessing and then my blessing, it says, yeah, 
yeah, this looks really bad. It looks like you're going to need a miracle. Um, but, <laughs> right. But but then I'm like, well, I don't know if that's really the calming reassurance I was looking for. And and also, like, I didn't have this vision of of how things are actually going to be OK. Just just these words of like, yeah, you will certainly need a miracle. Um, and so and I just I kind of love it. Right. It's this infuriating amazing thing when we can when we can see both sides right sometimes the fire consumes us and sometimes the fire protects us and right sometimes we can see the miracle and sometimes we just know we need it and then we have to look for it ourselves. um but the but i did love in this talk how how she reiterated sometimes we get the calming reinsurance and sometimes we need more and we need vision we need to be able to see and, and that we can be empowered to pray and, and that we can be blessed to see things as they are or as they can be or to see the things that we can do differently that will benefit us or benefit those around us. Yeah, and when that, as we wait for the miracle, as you talked about earlier, she said, wait and trust in God and his timing. Um, that's a, uh, many of the talks and all of Elder Holland's talk were all about waiting and trusting in the Lord and his timing. So that's another theme that has run through this conference. Um, so maybe as one of our last thoughts here, we've already talked a lot about how we apply this and how we, um, you know, reach out to people as prompted, how we um, are interested in what interests them, how we become mind readers to uh, help our marriages be solid. And, um, I wanted to ask Rivka, how do you apply this? This is the, you know, the first counselor in the young women general presidency. You're the young women's president yep. in your ward. How do you apply this with the girls in your ward? I think the first, the first way that as the young women's president, I can do anything or have any influence with the girls is to be an example of it. So one thing that I do is I pray for my girls and I pray for, um, you know, inspiration to know if and when to reach out to them individually. And, um, and then hopefully as we, as they see that and we talk about the pattern that, that becomes just something that, that becomes a way of life. I, you know, I know people who are so much better at this than me for whom it seems to just come very naturally that they always seem to be able to see where a need is and meet it. Um, so I think with my young women, <laughs> as I'm sitting here wondering, how do I teach this to them? I think the biggest way I can do that and that we can do this as parents or in any calling that we have is to be the example of it. That's how the savior taught us. He just, he lived it. I mean, he taught, you know, with his words occasionally, but he lived it the whole time. Yeah. Um, I really like the questions that she has in here. She says, as I pray for the Lord to open my eyes to see things I might not normally see, I often ask myself two questions and pay attention to the impressions that come. And her two questions are, what am I doing that I should stop doing? And what am I not doing that I should start doing? What an important set of questions to work through. Um, 
regularly, I think. You know, this can go for the week, this can go for a month, this can go in different callings or stewardships that we have. What am I doing that I need to stop doing? And what do I need to start doing that I'm not? Yeah. And it really ties in again to Elder Suarez talk, just f- focusing in on that, you know, the maybe that one thought that you are having that you shouldn't have, or mm-hmm. the thoughts that you aren't having that you should have and letting those lead into actions. So, yeah. And, um, and Elder or Elder President Monson's always that never, never ignore a prompting, right? Yeah. Never ignore a prompting. Definitely. That was one of her sort of um, challenges or invitations was to to ask yourself those questions. She left us one at the beginning, which is um, where she talked about um, perhaps the most important things for us to see clearly are who God is and who we really are, which Aaliyah talked about. Sons and daughters of heavenly parents with a divine nature and eternal destiny. And her challenge was ask God to reveal these truths to you along with how he feels about you. And I thought that was a really powerful challenge. Ask him to reveal that to you. So to gain your own testimony of your divine heritage and ask him how he feels about you. Mm. And then the last one we've already talked about, but I I think it's worth repeating. She sort of gives a challenge or an invitation and a promise all together. And she says, um, seeing deeply requires us to ask him and then act. So ask to see others as he does, as his true sons and daughters with infinite and divine potential. Then act by loving, serving, and affirming their worth and potential as prompted. As this becomes the pattern of our lives, the one that Rivka, I'm sure you're doing a great job at it, Rivka, that you're demonstrating to your young women. Mm. Uh, We will find ourselves becoming true followers of Jesus Christ. So that's our promise is that we'll find ourselves becoming true followers of Jesus Christ. Others will be able to trust our hearts with theirs. And in this pattern, we will also discover our own true identity and purpose. And that really sort of ties up the whole talk together. So <clears throat> what a what a powerful talk um, about the impact of seeing ourselves, of others, and then acting on what we see and really following the Savior. So thanks to everybody for joining us today. Um, Aaliyah, how can people get a hold of us? Yeah, so we have a Twitter and Instagram and a Facebook, and the usernames on all of those are Words of the Prophets podcast. We also have an email at wordsofthepropetspodcast at gmail.com, and you can message us through any of those ways, and we'll get back to you. Okay, so our next talk that we're going to be discussing is Elder Oaks' Be of Good Cheer. Uh, So we look forward to talking about that. Thanks again to everybody for joining us, and until next time, keep the faith. Keep the faith.